Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower Every note Or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew Cruising You can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto, Dr. DPHD, hit the intro. Hold up, wait, gotta be social, network, global, home for the local. Gotta be social, network, global, home for the local. That's right. Chap those lips. Get the chaps chapstick together, Peter. They're gonna they're gonna be mashing together a lot over the next hour. So. Hey, just get it together, okay? <laughs> well lubricated, man. I'm I'm raring to go here. Look, I got my donut shirt on. Man, you're the product right there. Donut. <laughs> Don't remind me. We're here with Peter, the climbing master. <laughs> just scaling up walls like a ninja. How's that going, by the way? Good, man. I. Uh... <laughs> I actually am making a little bit of progress, which is cool. So my goal, yeah. So my goal was uh, by the end of this year, be able to at least do some moves on a V8. If you're familiar with the trading scale, like zero to V17 or VB to V17. But um, I'm able to do some moves on eights now already. And I got like seven months to go in the year, eight months to go in the year. Yeah. So making progress. And then I eventually, I don't know if I've shared this with you. Have I talked to you about like what I want to do with climbing? Oh. I'm a psycho, as <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can't do anything half-assed. So I got super obsessed with climbing and I want to start doing competitions at some point. Oh. Um, so once I get up to my V8s and I can get a little bit stronger and start doing some competitions or do a couple first descents and deep water solos and wow. You know, I mean, when I met you, you weren't doing any of this stuff. <laughs> no, That's what I'm saying. I'm a psycho. I get exposed to something <laughs> I like, and I just full dive deep into it. I'm like full that with gar- I'm like that with gardening right now, which doesn't sound as exciting <laughs> as what you're doing, but it is what it is, man. <laughs> oh, man, you're probably you're doing a little like geneticists work though. What are yeah, you growing? Uh, all types of vegetables, man. Like broccoli, cabbage uh corn potatoes i mean you name it man it's in there garlic gardening i like growing you know what happened last year i grew a pumpkin and it blew my mind i blew like a i grew like a 50 pound pumpkin what yes (laughs) it's so true man (laughs) that's a big ass jack-o-lantern it's it's huge No, like I wanted nothing to do with it after we harvested. <laughs> I don't like pumpkin stuff, but like watching it grow was amazing. Yeah. And it just like blew my mind. I was like, what can what can I grow? Like, what else can I grow? Yeah. Like, 
is that what you like about it the the feeling and just the kind of exposure to seeing something that you care for grow yeah and especially pumpkins like every day they change so it's like you you see like and the and the actual leaves for the pumpkin they're like prehistoric looking like dinosaur plants they're crazy man they're so big it's insane you know where they came from like where they originated no <laughs> like, I must not be that into it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the beginning stages here. Okay, <laughs> like uh, so, so you're not quite the the horticulturist. No, I'm learning that time. stuff. I'm learning, you know. Now, so we're planting probably thir- about 25 different crops this year in our back. We got a huge backyard, and so like I'm learning. It's really good. I'm trying. My biggest thing is I'm trying to grow a lemon tree, oh. which is hard to grow in the Pacific Northwest. I was going to say. So there's a lot of technique into when it goes outside, inside, but I want to produce lemons. That's a big thing for me. For the the drinks or? For like- the drinks, exactly. Now we know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> I don't want to buy lemons. That's what it is. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool, though. That, Very uh, shallow, that- I know. <laughs> but I mean, just gardening in general, like my grandma, uh, 93 years old. And that's something she still does. And yeah. there's also something to be said about like growing your own food, you know? I mean, think about it. It's a very simple, it's complex, but simple. This will lead us to other stuff, but like you feed it, it feeds you. Like mm. not a lot of things in the world operate like that. And like, there's this symbiotic relationship. I give to you, you give back to me. And it's a very equal feeling for that. And, and, the end, and like that. And then in the end, we're all dead. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're both using energy. We're producing something. A lot of people produce a lot of bullshit. This is not a bullshit situation. This is like we're actually producing something of very interesting value. Yeah. Speaking of value, and I saw you guys covered this. Bring it on. Hit me with it. Uh, uh, we have a, a new ownership of Twitter, yes. apparently. Yes. On this Elon Musk. Let's talk about this and your yes. thoughts, feelings. There is a, a new tweet lord and <laughs> Elon lord. Musk. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I am just super curious if he's gonna adopt that, you know, because he like changed his official title at Tesla to Techno King, so he's like officially the Techno <laughs> King at Tesla. He's not the CEO. So uh, tweet lord of Twitter. I don't know. It just kind of fits. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I feel very I have very mixed feelings about this. I mean, I don't use Twitter, so I don't really care, but uh. It's a lot of money, man. Yeah, uh, at least for me, the verdict's still out, you know, because the devil's in the details and the execution. And um, I've gotten very accustomed to like high-minded rhetoric from people, just mm. like all across the spectrum for the past. Talk about that. Started the donut. High-minded rhetoric. Explain that. It's me. similar to what you said earlier. I mean, a lot of people are just full of bullshit, and it's easy to say stuff, and it's a lot harder to follow through on the stuff you say. Yeah especially in today's age when you're rewarded for just like taking a pole position and you don't really have to do anything. You just scream loudly and yeah, money follows that, which is a little backwards. Weird, actually. Yeah. I find that yeah. so strange. Yeah, it <laughs> like, follow value. I mean, it does follow value, right? And But I don't feel like those folks, I call them the grifters, the, the, <laughs> the grifters. who are like very obvious. Like you look at them, you're very obviously like, you can't actually believe that, you know what I mean? <laughs> You re- you can't <laughs> so, <laughs> like you not well, like Peter you can't actually <laughs> but it just like with some folks and I see it all the time too who try to like argue with us and I don't even mean that in a, a bad way um, 
when a lot of beliefs get challenged, the first reaction for people is to get defensive. And it makes yeah. a whole lot of, a whole lot yeah. of sense. Um, yeah. So uh, the problem is a lot of folks haven't thought through their positions more than like a question <laughs> or two deep. Right? So when you start getting like past those, those questions, um, like just the probing questions and people can't come up with a response for something that they yeah. like, know that they believe in so strongly, you know? Like it's just understandable that the first reaction would be defensiveness. This reminds me of, I think you guys covered this too, is this uh, very interesting uh, 14th Amendment case uh, with Marjorie Taylor Greene and the reelection issue. Have you seen this? I thought uh, you guys uh, to cover this. Basically like a uh, voter in Georgia was like, this lady was part of the inciting of insurrection January 6th. So there is some loophole in, well, maybe not loophole, but it basically says like a person cannot be reelectable or on the ballot if they are part of basically inciting a huh. riot and encouraging this, they, can, they can't be on the ballot anymore. So I guess this Georgia voter is pretty slick and was like, I'm gonna bring this forward. I don't think anybody's thinking about this. And they did. And the judge said, no, this can move forward. This can huh. move. So she's been doing testimony for the past couple of days uh, about like all these questions, all of her statements she said related to, you know, the crazy shit she says all the time and stuff. And she's like, I don't remember saying that. They're like, it's right here. Like, <laughs> like you said that, oh, I don't remember that. Like, that's crazy stuff to me, actually. Like, I don't yeah. remember that. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's part of why we, we steer away from a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like, as you mentioned, she's extraordinarily inflammatory. You know? I, and yeah. it's, it's hard to see some positions. And it's the same way with like the, the squad on certain things where sure. people exactly. just, they take positions because they know that's just what they have to do. You know? And those are people yeah. that I was kind of referring to in my head, the, sure. the, the polar extremes, you know, the ones on, on both sides that are, on the more extreme side of things who just yeah. can't wrap their brains around different opinions. Uh, yeah. That's kind, of, kind of what I'm talking about. And those people just take those poll positions. You look at that and you go, well, have you talked to anybody about this? You know, like sat down <laughs> and had a, a serious discussion, like with the serious person about how this can be achieved. Because the thing I see time and time again, we talk about it all the time. It is like people, broad strokes, generally speaking, have the same things that they want out of life. And yeah, I, yeah. I personally believe, and this is my experience as well as, you know, like with my company, it's bearing it out. There's a, a broad swath of individuals who are just reasonable people who want to be left alone, don't really care what other people do, want to live a happy, peaceful life with their family and not give, not pay too much in taxes, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, broad, I think there's broad scale agreement across a lot of those yeah. points. And the issue I see a lot of times is those grifting type people who take naturally or purposely inflammatory positions because that's what works to get attention in today's day and age because that's all that it comes down to is attention because money follows yeah. attention. Yeah. So we try to not fuel that and not yeah. play into that and try to cover like here are stories that you'll feel in your daily life. Like these yeah. are ones that are actually going to impact you in your daily life versus like here's fodder for you to go argue with somebody about yeah. a topic that, you know, doesn't really ultimately matter. Yeah. Why? I can't wrap my mind around like 
this grifting, why this works so effectively with people? Like why? Because I've noticed this, like I say this to people all the time, make people explain themselves. Yes. As soon as you make somebody explain their position, it usually crumbles horribly. Yeah. Why aren't we doing this with people? We talk past each other. It's, it's also hard too, because a lot of our, our discussion is online. And yeah, we, I think we may have talked about this before too. Isn't like something crazy, like 80 or 90% of all human communication non Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're just like yelling at people with our thumbs pretty much without any right. of the human interaction. Because if you have that human interaction, I feel like it's really hard to be like, Darian, you're an asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I would never say it to you. You know what I mean? No, so, come on. That's what I don't get about this Twitter thing. And this value. I'm like, I don't understand this. This is like a place where people, I guess, tell news and then say a lot of garbage to other people. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like something that should be like propped up like this. I know that's just my own personal, I have no, it's my own personal feeling just feels very weird and wrong, honestly, to me. Yeah. Like, there's other things to be doing. I mean, like, it's just a hundred percent. Like way other things to be doing. If, <laughs> like, you're, if you're sitting online and arguing with people eight and making yourself miserable and angry eight, nine hours, <laughs> like I heard something the other day where somebody's like, if, if you're spending all that time doing that, like go learn a xylophone, go learn a skill, <laughs> you know, like you're sitting complaining about how bad your life is. Like you could have learned four languages by now. <laughs> You know, be honest so, do you know anybody that does this do you know anybody that spends a lot of time doing that i've really tried to live by a quote it's like you are who you spend the most time yeah. around and i don't want to be that type of person so yeah. i try to not surround myself with those types of people but yeah. i will say i talk to a lot of folks right not necessarily in my inner circle so i wouldn't say i know a lot of people like that yeah. and the more that i learn about them the more that just like validates solidifies that like i need to surround myself with different people yeah i don't know anybody that does that literally i don't know one thing and maybe they're keeping it from me i don't know because <laughs> i'm not on there so i don't see it but like i don't know one human that i know really well that's like yeah i go on there and i just slam people man i'd be like i don't know why are you wasting your time like yeah. well i mean a lot of it probably comes from a search for community because i know we've yeah. talked about this before too that just like why are we so lonely like we're more connected yeah. than ever before, but yeah. we're also lonelier so than ever before. It's so <laughs> weird. And maybe it's even a byproduct of, and I mean this in the best possible way, like not having existential problems to solve, yeah. right? Like Ooh. our, our secure, for the most part, our security is not at risk. Our yeah. uh, safety, that's the same thing, is not at risk. Mostly have food, water, right? Like a lot of the basic needs are kind of like taken care of generally speaking in america and what do you what do you focus on problem wise after yeah. it's just like a natural progression of the society you know like yeah. once you knock off problems and that's not to say we don't have problems we have a shit ton of problems yeah. a lot of them but they can only be solved with time you know you can't like i wish you could snap a finger and just make everything <laughs> perfect but that's the the human pursuit over what the past ten thousand years of agricultural yeah. based societies like chasing this ever elusive utopia it's like nah this form of government's better but it hasn't been tried the way that i'm gonna try it we're doing a good job like if you have a, a broad scale historical perspective like we're not in feudalism anymore that was yeah. what 
four people mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> <laughs> four people ago. <laughs> Five people ago. He's a Joe Rogan joke. Yeah. It's um I want to get to this polling you're doing on Donut. I like these polls you're doing. Oh, nice. Um, but it, but you just to before I get to that, is thinking about have you seen that movie Don't Look Up on Netflix? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. I'm sorry about that actually too, because so, I was so way man. over my head the first time. Like okay. way over my head. <laughs> you want to know how over it went my head the first time? I was so high, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was like so incredibly high after eating an edible. It was the movie was like just blowing through my head. Like <laughs> I was like, my wife's like, you gotta rewatch it. You were so high. There's no way you would like understand it. So I watched it again. I wasn't high. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like yeah. the existential threat of a planet killing meteor or whatever, asteroid. Would we act like that? Like, <laughs> Dude, like I took it 100% literally. Like, I feel like I would, that would happen. I, I'm, uh, you know me, I'm obsessed with uh, past cataclysmic yeah. events, like the asteroidal impact that knocked out the dinosaurs, yeah. the one that's proven to have taken place 11,600 yeah. years ago in North America. Like, I love that shit. So I watched the movie and I'm like, oh, this is very realistic. This is like <laughs> an asteroid's coming to kill the earth. And this is a commentary on how we can't even agree on anything. You know, then after the fact, after I watched it, I'm like, it's a good movie. Jonah Hill's character is freaking hilarious. hilarious. I love Meryl Streep's character, just funny as hell. It's yes, really yep. well done. That Elon Musk, Peter Thiel type <laughs> yeah. billionaire character awesome as well yeah. <laughs> like i thought the movie was really well done and then afterwards i hear people like can you believe this movie can you be-? i'm going what like i thought it was a really good take on what would happen if an asteroid was coming we still can't agree people are doing things for their own political gain don't own- look up like, oh, look yeah up. like I-, I thought that was very realistic and then i learned it was about climate change and i was like oh shit that was very 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 uh interesting I wonder, I I understand now why people are like up in arms about it. So I feel like it could have just been a commentary on the division in society. That's what I thought it was. Like, like, I don't know. I feel like, but then like that speech by Leo DiCaprio at the end when he's on the news thing or whatever, he's like, what's happened to us? Literally, (laughs) what's happened to us? And I like, I felt that. I felt that so hard. Like, yeah, because I often wonder like, what's happened i think about that like what's happened to us why are we just like you said with like these these companies and stuff and the money and the valuation and what is this people saying crazy stuff and people going sure like what happened to us like and people seem to take advantage of that they're like oh people believe my crazy shit great i'll just go with that it'll make me a lot of money and like where's the ethics behind that where's the the values it's like the values got obliterated even if they once believed in what was something that was uh, not crazy or that, hey, you know what? I don't want to be seen as a person who's kind of nutty like this. Like, it's like that back got obliterated by some, on some level for those folks. Like, they just consciously let go of that part of their, their humanity. Like, well, I'm making a lot of money. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Like, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, something that flipped in my head recently that, at least for me, fits, it, it makes more sense of the world to me now is like I've been at home the past few months uh, and I've yeah. got to see my dog interact with my parents' dog. And like my dog's coming into a situation where there hasn't been another dog in the house. Mm-hmm. My parents' dog is very like alpha, very 
you know, like, this is my fucking territory. Like yeah, that, yeah. Kind of, that kind of dog. And just seeing them kind of interact and like fight for attention. Cause like when one's getting petted, the other one needs attention for that <laughs> exactly. same exact person, right? Even if they're getting petted from somebody else. So just like seeing that kind of animalistic competition and then just being obsessed with the world around me, like I am, I've started to think of human beings as like civilized animals, mm. incentive driven civilized animals. And, and for me, just stripping down human actions to the most basic level like we need food water shelter and once food water shelter is taken care of you know like all of the emotional needs other the maslow's hierarchy of needs mm -hmm. you know um and just kind of understanding that we're intelligent we can use tools but also we're animals you know yeah so that to me explains the evils of the world as well because mm -hmm. uh there's a I think it's a Mark Norman. Are you a Mark Norman? Yeah, I, I, know. Yeah, I like Mark Norman. Okay. So I love Mark Norman. And he's um, he did a, a recent 30-minute comedy special on Netflix, the, the stand-ups. Mm -hmm. And one of the jokes in there is about if animals could tweet. It's like animals <laughs> have horrendous lives. Like, can you imagine? I'm going to butcher it, but like, can you imagine if an antelope um, had Twitter, right? It's like, just went to the watering hole, got attacked by three lions, bit my leg off, killed my kid but I'm still here, FML. <laughs> right? like, still here, man. Right, and animals just like deal with, sh bad shit happens to them consistently, consistently all the time. They don't really have peace. You know what I mean? Like they're That's always true. struggling for food, struggling for, like struggling for something. And yeah. just thinking about that in like a human sense, to me makes a lot more sense of the world. Because hmm. at our base nature, we are animals, even if we hide it with all of this civilization. Mm. You're like philosopher Peter now. You've become I... the philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, man. that's interesting. So, you know, I'm segueing to this. I, I, I really like these polls you have and like oh, the yeah. percentage of people. Yeah, we got we way off. <laughs> it's okay. No, but it, it connects because you're learning about people. Mm -hmm. in these polls i think you're probably learning about people i think there was the most recent one i saw and i was very like wow this is a big percentage change i can't remember what it was you you could tell me whatever but like what have you learned from these polls and what are some of the more interesting topics or um responses you've gotten from the polls the thing that i'm learning is uh contentious polls generate the most responses okay um but in a positive sense, and just the context for everybody listening who's not subscribed to our newsletter, uh, first off, go subscribe to the newsletter. How dare you not be subscribed? <laughs> uh, and then second off, every week we do a, a poll of our readers. And the reason that we do this is our readers just are pretty much normal America. Like we don't have a whole ton of the extreme ends um, on either end of the spectrum. So what we found is we're like a pretty good gauge for I guess, what people think and what happens. So most of the polls that we choose, and this is I really eye-opening to me, and I'm also very proud of this, we don't usually have broad-scale agreement on stuff. It's usually like 50-50, like 33-33-33, something like that. And just having interaction with the subscribers that we have on a continuous basis gives me hope for humanity because they recognize that people have differing opinions in their own and are not trying to force their own opinions on other people. 
but are truly approaching it with like a, I want to understand. Like I, I have some, I have a different idea of this topic and I want to understand how you came to your idea. And that's, to me, is amazing that there's an actual appetite for that. And that's what gives me hope about a lot of things. Yeah. Well, what's some of the recent polls that you could tell the lovely people who are uh, going to be listening here? Because um, I'm seeing more and more the importance of poll engagement on different uh, platforms. But uh, I think there's a lot of interesting, I'm blanking on it because I, I read, I'm reading it. There's a lot of stuff I'm reading. So I'm like, well, okay, going on here. But there, I believe there was one where it felt like it was an overwhelming percentage higher. It yeah. wasn't like, yeah. even. what yeah, was I mean, that one? I can't remember which one that was. Give me a second to pull it Yeah, up. no, it's, have, it's fine. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. hundred percent. And this is also what gives me Hope for America, the question that was last week's question, um, should there be a maximum age limit for elected officials? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. And it was so, yes, right? It was pretty large yes, there should be. Yeah, we got, let me see how many responses we got. We got, uh, no, we don't actually have it in there. We usually get anywhere from like five to 10,000-ish responses yeah, in these polls. Yeah. Um, and 66% of people uh, thought there should be a maximum age limit for elected yeah. officials to hold office in the U.S. I mean, there's a minimum age limit, isn't there, for certain things? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. why is it one way but not the other? And that's, that's the interesting thing, right? It's the age debate. Because if you make people take tests to perform uh, duties, that kind of gets into some yeah. murky yeah. legal territory. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. You so it's be... a hard problem to solve, right? Right. Especially with our demographic, our demographics usually younger folks. You know, like I'm a I'm a younger person, you're a younger person, mm -hmm. right? So the our demographic is has a different idea of how the world should be, generally speaking, broadly speaking, than the older generation. Yeah. But the people who aren't going to live to see the future are the ones making the decisions. Correct. And that to me doesn't seem correct agreed <laughs> i mean i have to tell you man this this is i'm gonna say this this is purely my opinion i have nothing to back this up on anything but i've often said in these elections especially presidentially i don't like that the age is so high yeah it's not that i have against like this ageist like conflict in the sense that just that like you say it's very difficult to have someone who's like 70s 80s to understand someone who's in their 40s at this time or definitely nobody in their 20s you could say well i was 20 at one point yeah but in a different time a very different time and you could say well i read stuff i'm woke or whatever but it still doesn't mean that much to me yeah. like you're not they need some representation that's much more aligned with what people who are going to be living through this stuff mostly yeah. That's especially my take on it. Oh, dude, especially with the pace of change. Like change is happening yeah. so freaking fast right now. It's very difficult for like, right. me to keep up. And, you know, I consider myself kind of an old person because I'm not very technologically <laughs> adept. So like if it's hard for me to keep up, I imagine it's hard for other old souls like myself to keep yeah. up. And then it's also interesting too, because you have to balance that. Because with age comes a lot of life experiences of right? and theoretically wisdom. 
So there has to be some sort of balance. Right? <laughs> there has to be some sort of balance between like those life experiences, the wisdom, and then also like mental aptitude and yeah. like having a strong cognitive state of mind. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've, I imagine you have just witnessed people age who you love. Yeah, and of course. You just know that mentally they're not the same, right? Like yeah. you can't quantify it, but you just know that they're not as sharp as they used to be. Maybe yeah. words don't come to them as fast uh, when they're talking or, yeah. you know, they can't do puzzles, can't remember things, right? But that's like the natural progression of things. So it's tough, at least for me, to balance that like wisdom with yeah. the I guess, strong cognitive ability, but yeah. I, I don't know what that line would be, right? Because then the next question is, if you put, a, uh, put an age limit on elected officials, what's the line? Yeah. Is it also know. too, like, it's that, you know, is it a conversation also about term limits on stuff? So forget just the presidency, but like Congress and all that stuff, is it a term limit conversation? Is it uh, a monetary sum conversation? Is it like it's too comfortable? To, so people, what's the, the latest guy? Was it Orrin Hatch? He just passed away. Yeah, he was 88. It's kind of, you know, um, is it that we're just making it too comfortable for people to stay in these positions and retire, retire, which sounds strange to me, retire as a politician, essentially. Incentive structures, dude. Incentive, incentive. That's it. The incentive is too great to not do it. To it's the incentive is to get reelected. That's, yeah, that's all it is. And isn't it like crazy high number, like ninety percent? Yeah, 90%. which is 90%. insane. That's insane, by the it's, way. I mean, that's right, crazy. It's crazy. And I mean, it's also probably a byproduct of good people not wanting to get into politics. Mm. It's all about the mudslinging and. Like yes. the entire life and not in an entertainer way because entertainers have like good pr a lot of times yeah so you can make a terrible human look like a great human but sure. when it comes to politicians like the game is make a terrible human like expose again generally speaking yeah. i don't like politicians so cut that yeah. bias yeah. you want like you're, <laughs> I don't you're trying to expose a bad human for a bad human um, yeah you know so the incentive structure is again like power and money and yeah. re-election and right those are those need to be kind of like checked in a sense. I would yeah. Say. And isn't there some, I could be wrong about this. Anybody listening to this, look it up, tell me I'm wrong. But isn't there like lifetime health insurance after? Oh, like, yeah, yeah right? that was a big thing with the, right? the Obamacare legislation is um, like, a lot of folks on the right globbed on to people yeah. vote for a healthcare plan that all of America would have to abide yeah. by, but these people didn't. Right. And I feel like this one of the incentive structures that is completely wrong. Yeah. in this whole system again another reason to stick it in the claw and go well why would i leave this voluntarily yeah, i don't ever have to worry about health care again i just need to get elected you know and there's just something wrong with a lot of that stuff with me and i and i yeah. think like the percentage of people who actually like congress is like crazy low it's like a crazy low number How could you like congress man? i think it was 11 percent years ago it was like 11 percent of people actually like congress there's something wrong with that I haven't met somebody who's like, yeah, I love politicians. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people go, I love all lawyers. They're like, eh. <laughs> like, it's like hated stuff, man. You know? Yeah. Like, well, and then the people who have to vote on changing the term limits are the ones who are, as you said, nice and cushy. So it's- It just doesn't make sense to me. No, but like my hope, you know, and this might be just a, a my ever hopefulness, ever optimism just showing through. Uh, but my hope is- 
like when people have gripes in an open society, there's some sort of gap that emerges that people kind of rush to fill. So if, if you've, and ah, fuck, I'm forgetting the percentage, it might be the 3% rule, might be 1% rule, uh-huh. but it's a, a rule that was created by, or a theory that was created by a Harvard professor. And it's something to the effect of once a certain percentage of the population is in support of an idea, um, demonstrates in support of an idea, is on board with a particular idea, the leaders of that country have to acknowledge it. Mm. I think it's like 3% of the population. Um, But to me, that would be kind of like the only way that term limits or some sort of incentive structure change as far as politics gets implemented. Because then you would have, in theory, right, somebody who would take it upon themselves to run on that position yeah. Saying, you know, there's, uh, there's very obviously support for this idea. I'm going to make that idea my platform, like yeah. Andrew Yang did with UBI. Right. So something like that. That's, that's my hope. And then yeah. through that, obviously, there becomes more awareness around that particular idea, whether it becomes adopted or widespread yeah. enough to become adopted, who's to say, but that to me would be the only way that it it actually happens. Yeah, I really do. I hope so too. It's like you you said something that I thought was really interesting. It's like good people having a hard time wanting to get in yeah. to politics. I, I think, yeah, I think it's like, I know so many wonderful people I think would be, I think they would be good at it. But then like, even as Andrew Yang said, like once he got into the cycle of doing it, he saw how horrible it was. He saw like how like, it changed him. He started becoming more superficial and he felt like it was changing him. And like, how do you deal with something that you go in with having these great thoughts and ideas? And then all you feel this pull towards like the dark side, <laughs> like regularly, you know, yeah. there's something crazy yeah. about that to me. Uh, it, I mean, it's also very human, right? Like that to me makes the most sense for the way yeah. things work right now is there's a lot of starry eyed young individuals who get into politics and government because yeah. they want to actually make a difference and help the world to make it better. But then it's easy, I imagine, to become cynical, you know, where you're like, yeah, I, I am, I have this moral compass that's guiding me, but it's not getting me anywhere. You know, <laughs> right. there's all of these people who are just sacrificing their morals and look at them he's got a ferrari and he's got a house in dc and telluride and lake tahoe right like (laughs) you see all these people around you kind of succumbing to that and you get cynical and you go there's no fucking way that i'm going to change the system by myself you know and then all of these other people are why why can't i do that too so that to me makes a a whole lot of sense uh which is goes back to the term limits yeah Do you ever see anybody maybe coming through, maybe a transcendent figure who comes in and like blows it all up? Like a person who goes, I will not cater to this. Like, is that even possible? I think Trump tried to, but he just wasn't the right. No, he wasn't the right guy for that. Believe me. (laughs) It's just, yeah. But but that's what a lot of people gravitated to, right? It's like, it it felt at least like there was no filter to some folks. And it felt more real, you know, yeah. versus like we were talking about earlier, just a lot of high-minded rhetoric. Yeah. Even though a lot of it was rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. It was too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very interesting. So, and uh, pivoting here. So obviously I'm sure a lot of I've seen was the Ukraine, Russia wars, uh, obviously a very large thing. How are you guys looking at this? What are your journalists saying? 
and the donut as they're covering this? What's the what's happening on the yeah. ground? At- uh, it's interesting because it's the first interesting and also just, just freaking horrifying. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is one of the first wars with social media, and like you see images just dead bodies and you're like well i i saw this in movies you know like it's but this is fucking like it's real yeah. a person yeah. that, that used to that used to contain a person you know um so with a lot of the atrocities that are are being seen it's kind of tough to spend a whole ton of time in you know for me yeah. personally yeah. um but as far as what i'm being told uh with from people who are stronger than i am doing the research and they're like you know on the ground talking to folks and telling me the stuff. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but broad strokes now Russia's strategy has changed. Um, and it's shifted from trying to take over Ukraine to taking over a specific part of Ukraine that would help form a land bridge. So a piece of land stretching from what Russian territory is now to Crimea, which is an area in Eastern Europe that they annexed in 2014. So the strategy shift is fairly apparent. Russia's actually officially said that they've shifted their strategy. Um, But in recent hours, actually, maybe in the past 24 hours, so I don't have a whole ton of information about this, but in the past 24 hours, we've heard, read, and seen reports of Russian rhetoric ramping up about Moldova Mm. in the same way it was about Ukraine pre-invasion. And there were, again, within the past 24 hours, at least one attack on a government building in Moldova. So the Russian strategy could be shifting to not just Ukraine, but encompass more territory. Uh, But again, I mean, this is early stages. I don't have a whole ton of information about it. Yeah. I mean, it seems significant that that is the case. Yeah, and it could also be lone actors, you know. So like I was like keeping an open mind when it comes to this stuff, yeah. but it could be a lone actor, but then again, I wouldn't put anything past Putin. Yeah. I mean, remember last time you said like maybe he has an illness or something. You never know and yeah. all this stuff. And then would have just resurfaced some video of him, the thing where he didn't look that great. Really? Uh, yeah, it was like some Easter thing that he was at. Oh. And it, yeah, it's, it's out there. It didn't look that great. Now people are saying, oh, it's probably fake or maybe it's like proctored stuff. But I thought of you when I read that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, and then he said he had a 29 year old girlfriend or something like that. I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Excuse me? I was like, He's on the Russian team. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. I was like, this is so weird. Probably the same age as his daughters. Man. It's so nasty, man. It's, I'm oh, sorry. It's, I'm like, it's so weird, man. It's, it's so weird. bad. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's so gross. Yeah. It's so bad. So yeah. bad. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's sorry, interesting man. to me. And he's also got like the fact that he's got daughters and all. It's so weird. I, what kind of dad is he? <laughs> like, what do you think it was like growing up? I don't up know. A megalomaniac as your dad. Ask like, the you, Trumps. You, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, can, like, can you actually turn out okay? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I've seen the Trump kids. They don't look great, man. <laughs> I mean, I was sorry. I mean, I, but neither do any of those kids. Right? I know. Like, I didn't turn out crazy. He looks crazy too. I mean, it's like actually, you know what? I heard it was a movie I was watching. Oh my gosh. Oh, it was the winning time, not a movie winning time. The series about the, the Lakers. Show? Yeah. It's awesome, Taylor? man. I haven't watched that. It's so amazing. 
And it was, you know, Magic Johnson's character, you know, he's on the rise, 1980s Lakers. And this guy, I think this woman he was dating, and I think it was the father. And he said something that was very profound. No, it was Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor's character. He met Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor said, who knows if he actually said this. He said, this fame shit is unnatural. He said, it's not built for humans. It's not good. You need to be careful. This stuff is evil. Yeah. And I think it's difficult when you, it's weird when someone aspires to it. That's really yes. weird. Yes. Like that's really strange. Uh, but being in it, I think it's almost a form of a prison yeah. uh, for a person. And so like for children, I mean, how can you be a, a reputable person almost? It can be very hard. It's uphill. You think it shouldn't be, but it is. Because yeah. this is it's not made for people. I, I believe that it's not really made for most people. It's No. And there's a saying too. I forget. Oh my gosh. I did such a bad job. I need to do a better job of getting <laughs> But the saying is you something to the effect of you at the the moment you become famous, you stop aging. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Right. So like if you become famous when you're a kid, oh kind of have that same kid mindset. Mm. Right? People enable you, yeah. enable the same type of behaviors that you have. Yeah. You're never forced to be accountable for the most part. Again, generally speaking, you're never yeah. forced to be accountable, sure. have to grow as a person. People just kind of tell you, yes, 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 yes. And that's not great for uh, somebody who's has access to anything that they want. Yeah. Yeah. That seems very strange to me. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Like all these kids, you see, they're all doing crazy stuff as adults, like crazy and, stuff. Gosh. And like the, the parents too, who forced their kids into that. It's like, like the, the Jackson five. Yeah, you know, of course. Like Michael Jackson fucked up. Guy. Yeah, no shot, man. No shot. Mike Tyson. I'm so, <laughs> I'm actually amazed at how Tyson's been able to kind of like, just I don't want to say turn or turn himself around, but like step into himself. Weed you know? and psychedelics. Like, he talks about it all the yeah, time. Dude. Like overcoming all the time. His, his upbringing. And it's fucking yeah. crazy. Like a trainer removing a boy's humanity for the sake of winning fights is yeah. hard to imagine. I love listening to his podcast. Actually, I think it's like hot boxing or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It's <laughs> And he's so he's he's hilarious. He's like one of these guys with like obviously his voice, but like he says funny stuff, but he also says seriously, amazingly intelligent yep. things all the time. Yep. And he always credits his recovery and change to psychedelics and weed. <laughs> he's always like, this stuff is amazing. He's like, it it's I don't want to like kill people. It literally is like it makes me not want to hurt people. Like, because I don't want to hurt people. He's like, I don't want that be that person. Isn't it crazy how that's illegal? But the shit that makes you fight <laughs> like weed and or no weed, cigarettes and alcohol. I know things are illegal. That's <laughs> so weird, actually. It's so weird. You ever talk to somebody who like is heavily against weed, but then they drink a lot? I'm like, I, I first of all, you need you need to like flip that around. Yeah. And you need to get some knowledge, seriously, about us. Like I never understand that because it's like one. So you're picking and choosing substances that change that alter <laughs> your mind, and like you say that one's better than the other. Why? <laughs> Where is it? Health reasons? Because that's obviously not. <laughs> you know, like what? What is it? This is the explaining your position. It's probably yeah. availability. It might be availability. Yeah. 
and that could nurture, be availability. Yeah. nurture your upbringing, which right. it's so hard to overcome that programming, man. It's like I've been getting obsessed with propaganda and just mm. the distribution of information. And if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. It's like, sure. God, honest truth. It's all they do. It's <laughs> like, what do we want people to believe? Let's just say it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. That's the movie. Don't look up when they get the red hats and they're like, don't look up. And they're like, look down. And it's like, (laughs) almost nobody knows what they're talking about. And then the guy sees the comedy goes, they lied to us. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) The cool thing that I saw actually, and um, we've talked to a couple of people who are from Russia and you know, I'm not from Russia. I don't know how true this this is. I haven't Mm. been extraordinarily exposed to Russian culture, but they have. And a lot of what they say is folks understand that state-backed news channels are feeding them propaganda. Mm. But I I wonder um, how much that still impacts your thoughts, you know, because if you continuously get exposed to information, even if you don't believe it, like, I don't know what that does to you and your beliefs. But then also, uh, once the invasion of Ukraine happened, and then the Western world started just cutting off access to Russia, the downloading and use of VPNs in Russia just shot up. Mm. So people, it seems, in Russia are seeking information that they know to be a little more grounded in reality than what the Kremlin's feeding them. Yeah. Um, and you also see reports of protests. And I don't know if you've seen... Yeah, a little um, bit. Like, onlooker videos of protests in moscow but there's a very strong police presence and they're just like walking around rounding up people who are just out there and take them to jail and people thousands of people are still showing up to protest every single day wow it's crazy wow that's insane actually they know what's going to happen they know exactly what's going to happen and they know it's not going to be good for them and they still do it they still do it and that gives me that type of stuff gives me hope for that's hope right there yeah. At knowing your fate on some level and then still doing it, that's a lot of courage, yeah. actually. We could all learn from that a lot, <laughs> from that type of mentality. But, you know, like, like, like cutting off news and trying to isolate people to a certain propaganda, that's totally a cult move, yeah. completely. As manipulation of information, isolating the information is like a big thing. Like I'm producing all these like, like kind of like mini documentaries type of thing, audio series, like four or five of them. And one of them is the children of God sex cult. And so it's, these are firsthand accounts from people who survived, grew up in this, in this cult. And they talk about how they, they weren't allowed to go out anywhere. They weren't allowed to get information from the outside world, no TV, nothing. And that's what cults do. Yeah. They isolate you from other news, other information, other thought processes, so in a way, Russia is serving as a kind of cult yeah. for its people. And there are people trying to get out of it. The protesters are like, what? This is crazy. And they're just trying to isolate their, their thought patterns and stuff. I mean, in many ways, we have that in the United States in political ideology. People are not calling it a cult, but it functions literally just like cults function. Literally. Yeah. Just like it. Just people are not coming around to the idea that these are functioning like any other cult, whether it's Jonestown, you know, whether it's Children of God, whether it's Heaven's Gate, it's literally the same manipulation. We just don't call it a cult, but it is. When there's no room for questions or dissent, my hackles go up. 
right? You have to vote on party line. That's a cult. Right. You have, and if you dissent from that and have a different opinion, you get punished. You're, you're, That's a cult. You're expelled. Right? Yeah, you are shunned anymore. You were right. the other. You're the other, yeah. right? As we're living in these these cult silos with these Tribalistic things. animals. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just think about us as animals. One right? village like, to the next village, and you know, <laughs> one wolf pack, other wolf packs, right? Like, exactly. You know, it's just kind of how I think about it. <laughs> you've distilled this down quite a bit, <laughs> Peter. It took me 28 years to to get there and a lot of pain, heartache, and struggle. Uh, and it's working for me, not that it'll work. Yeah, for me, yeah. But, but think about it like you in 20 years, this version of you, there'll be some aspect of it still, but it'll be a more evolved Peter. How could cool it be even that? better, man? How cool is that though? Right? Like, like the opportunity to improve and become better is it's, it's amazing. You're getting downloaded. Like you're like becoming the different version. Like this is like 2.0 Peter. Imagine 5.0 Peter. Oh God. Can like Windows, Windows 12 for Peter. <laughs> oh, dude, if they could download consciousnesses and like fuse them together, would you do that? No. You'd be like, I don't could, think so. Like you could be fused with Leonardo da Vinci. I don't think so. No. I'd be like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think, think so, man. It's kind of like, you know, like, this whole extent conversation, I don't know if you follow this about like life extension oh, and yeah. stuff and consciousness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is my opinion. I don't think most people could handle living much longer. I really don't think so. Like a lot of people don't do jack shit on a regular basis. Like if you had 500 years, you know what you do? Put off a bunch of shit for 500 yeah. years, probably. Like yeah. now there's other people, there's some exceptions of people who would create amazingness in 500 years. But for everybody to live, forever or all these i'm not sure how productive it would be i think i actually think you would see a lot of suicide even more yep i think you would see more of it because life drags on for people at this rate for a lot of people can you imagine 500 years a thousand years i don't think so it sounds great i don't know you'd also get cultural stagnation probably yeah. too I mean, I mean, and uh elon musk actually said something about this a few weeks ago he said he? That, yeah um so he's not a fan of life extension mainly for the reason that society doesn't advance because as people get older they don't really change their minds <laughs> it's true <laughs> man <laughs> and the way society progresses again generally speaking is old ideas die off and that is old people dying off with old ideas. Right. And if old people don't die off with old ideas, then they don't change their minds. Culture doesn't really change. Right. I mean, you ever seen like, I think it's so funny. Uh, if you see somebody who's like a life extensionist or they are into it, but then they don't do anything to take care of themselves. <laughs> they're just, they're just ridiculously unhealthy. I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't jive with me. Like, what is this? Like, you just want the magic pill and be a slob? Yeah. Out, I don't want to worry about it. Somebody else. I don't want to worry about taking care of myself. Just let me live like four hundred years. Give me like, a pill. I'll take a pill. You download myself into a robot. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. This is the path of least resistance for humans. <laughs> I'm good. You know, it's like, dude, I'll be able to fly, have super strength, like jump on top of skyscrapers. It's like a real world superhero. I think like humans, one of the worst things about us is like. We just do a bunch of stuff and never think about the consequences of it. Like we're just like do stuff, right? We don't think we don't think enough. Like Dude. our quality of thinking, sometimes the quality of our thinking is so bad. 
like so bad. Dude, I think about this all the time that, um, <laughs> so I get excited. I think I've talked to you about this before. Like the more I do this job running the company, the more yeah. information I get exposed to, the more I realize that we don't know jack shit. Well, like no, we think we do, but yeah. we don't. So we've gotten to this point and this is also exciting and terrifying to me simultaneously. We've gotten to this point uh, knowing how, but not knowing why. <laughs> And what I mean by that is trial and error, right? Like, yeah. oh, somebody eats those berries and dies, probably shouldn't eat those berries. Yeah. But we wouldn't have understood at the time the chemical reaction behind mm-hmm. the berries or what type of poison it had or what it was doing to your body. We just understood, don't do that. And yeah. if you apply that to other things in society, that's kind of, we're in the infancy stage. We're in the caveman stage of yeah. a shit ton of different topics. And that's <laughs> yeah. me simultaneously exciting and terrifying it is terrifying i just like to me it's like you obviously some things are trial and error you're gonna try you don't know blah blah blah. whatever i'm good with that but like stuff that you kind of feel is like fairly obvious you're like i'm not sure we should do this people just <laughs> do that shit anyways <laughs> you know it's like really it's yeah. like i don't know it's like somebody asked me this question i want to ask you this it was interesting if like clone, this is a cloning question. Okay. Would you want to be cloned and would you want to meet your clone? Would I get to choose the scenario? The scenario, really? What, explain that. I think it would be beneficial because a lot of what I hear about, and I haven't done any like ayahuasca or like legitimate deep yeah. psychedelic experiences, but a lot of what I hear is you're kind of like removed from yourself. You are. And you're able to yeah. objectively view yourself as you are. You lose your ego. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see, I can see that also happening if I meet a clone where like I get to kind of remove myself from myself and see how I behave, how I act, <laughs> how, you know, like all that stuff. And that could unlock deeper insights about myself. But <laughs> if this clone is like free to just roam the world and it's me and like, I have to bear the consequences for the actions of my clone, <laughs> I'm, I'm an asshole and I don't like my <laughs> choices a lot of the time and I'm not prepared to do that. So that's why I asked about the situation. That was thoughtful. That was thoughtful about it. Like, I don't know that I want to see some other dude that looks like me is walking around with the blonde hair. I'm like, is that no what I'm me, man. I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what you're doing out there. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm just really not. I'm like, eh, I'd like that. There's one of me. Like, yeah. The, the world could not handle two Dr. D's. I don't just think like, what if this guy is like, it's kind of like this whole, I don't know if you keep up with like parallel universe and all this stuff and multiple, I don't know. I don't, do I really want to think about what 25 different versions of me are doing? Not really. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I think about that sometimes though, but in the know, split moment of decisions where a lot of times it's when I'm close to like physically hurting myself okay. my toe or something, where I'm like, oh, in a different universe, me is just dealing with a lot of pain right now. And that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. It's the only time I really think about it. And also actually, I guess, reflecting on big life experiences yeah and just if this tiny little thing had changed my life would look entirely different sure so maybe maybe somewhere there's somebody working in silicon valley there's a me working in silicon valley at some startup hating my life and yeah 
know, in the universe that we're currently in, I'm not doing that and I'm enjoying life. What if you like met the other you and it was a complete asshole? Like it was just like that's I'm sure if there's enough versions of me, there's <laughs> There's a complete asshole out there. There's a like, complete uh, asshole version. Have, have you ever watched Community, the show? No. Oh, uh, dude, there's a, uh, in the show, they have evil doppelgangers and uh-huh. like evil timelines. And that's just kind of what I was thinking. Because in yeah. some of the episodes, they meet their evil doppelgangers. And it is usually eye-opening. There's some hijinks. <laughs> and then it wraps up with a bow really nice. So, yeah. <laughs> no i just it's just i don't know there's if there's multiple universes multiple me's i don't know i mean uh i just the clone thing is weird to me because it's kind of like this person's like exactly me i'm like i mean what am i doing Wouldn't it be though? so that's like nature versus nurture well so, i mean it looks like physically they're me like they're yeah. physically me that's just strange man oh it's weird it's weird as hell have you ever seen somebody who looks like you on the street? Uh, no, uh, I, I think I have a very different look. I don't think my looks very common among a lot of people. I really don't think. I mean, I, can't me, say, I haven't seen anybody looks like me. No. Yeah, I, I can't say that either. But yeah, I can yeah. say uh, some ex-girlfriends whose rebounds looked very similarly. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Peter. Well, the guy that kind of looks like him. <laughs> uh yeah you know, so you know i guess the closest i've gotten <laughs> like i did get there a little bit but you know the weird is if you meet him you're like that guy looks nothing like me oh acts like me just like what if it was the exact same and i was actually seeing a clone of mine from some other parallel universe i got transported back to this universe yeah see it's yeah. just a lot of efforts i get i know but as i get like this stuff is cut like mathematically possible it's oh no, it's mathematically possible. I'm like, okay, well, it's not gonna happen. Uh, probably so. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, man. I I can't like, it's just strange. I went on a weird tangent. It's a weird question. I know, but it, it does make you think about yourself though when you ask questions like this. It's like, well, how do I view myself? Yeah. And what if I could view myself? Yeah. As a physical entity that literally looked like me. How would I see that person? As I, because I see myself like inwardly or in a mirror, but if I saw me physically represented somewhere else, how what would I think about that? You know, have you heard that? Uh, I don't know if it's a theory. I don't even know what to call it. A saying theory uh, question, mm-hmm. um, something to the effect of like you wouldn't actually recognize yourself if you what? met yourself on the street. Come on, like the idea in your head you have of yourself, no. what you look like, and how, yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that, and that goes back to why I'm like, I kind of want to see it. Because if that's true, like, I have an idea of how I act in my head. Like, how the fuck do I actually act? <laughs> Would you be upset if you're like, this person acts exactly like you? And you're like, no, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, I would. Because I, I would be like, I don't know that I, I like that. <laughs> rooted insecurity that i'm trying to know that i like that I hate myself. <laughs> you might change. But if you like, if you Lord live these parallel lives, and like you were allowed to meet each other, like, I don't know, four times your entire existence, just to check in and be like, where are we at Ooh. at this time? You know, Ooh. like teenage years, 35, 50, 70 or something like that. And you just checked in. You're like, okay, I'm having my like, you know, quarter ch- life check-in with my clone. Like we have to do this. It's like some weird thing. 
and you're like, how are you doing? I don't know. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, I really don't like you, man. Dude, <laughs> that would be wild. And That's a that good quote? movie, man. That could be a great movie. Oh, I mean, I'm just thinking of like, uh, I just watched recently jump that's not jumper oh my gosh it's the movie with joseph gordon lovett and bruce willis looper 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 yeah looper yeah yeah something like that yeah that'd be weird man i don't know so weird like you but you know you're seeing like a younger self and an older self you know what's crazy some people when they're like 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 your age and then when they get to be like 70 something they look nothing like themselves They went into the witness protection program. They wore the funny glasses and stuff. Like, would you recognize your older self if you had so drastically changed throughout the years? You might not, actually. Yeah, maybe not. You might not. Seriously. That's wild to think about. Think about it, Peter. Like, you look, you know, like hair and stuff. What if you, like, went bald? And then you, you, let's say you weren't, like, in good condition, Right. Let's just say all your hair, like you just look different. You're older. And then let's say your body was completely different. Would you actually know what you look like at that age? You oh, might not. You might pass that person and be like, oh, I'm you. You'd be like, there's no way that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way that happens. <laughs> like, now, now, maybe I would not want to meet future me. I think you, I think you just changed my answer. You don't want, yeah. Cause what if future you was like completely like off the rails? Oh yeah. Dude, I was, <laughs> like, I, what's the point? <laughs> I was they, enlightened at this age. Self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. Like, oh, what's the point? And I'm just become that person so now we know what's going to happen to you so it's go it's all good <laughs> I'm, going off the, I'm going off the rails and uh, if we keep doing these episodes you'll be able to see it in real time yeah well we are seeing it real time you <laughs> you weren't into rock climbing and stuff and now you are who knows what you're going to be into 10 years from now uh, now i'm an obsessive crazy human so <laughs> exactly peter my man always fun man always so much fun dude always a pleasure can i yes. do a, a little little donut plug of course all the time man Oh, hell yeah. Um, so if you guys are not subscribed to the donut, check it out. Our uh, whole shtick is unbiased news that you'll actually enjoy. Um, we do a lot of positive news as well, too. Call it relentless positivity. But if you want to be informed on just the news of the day in a straightforward fashion, chuckle a little bit while you're reading it, uh, head to the donut.co, uh, T-H-E-D-O-N-U-T dot C-O. We have a two-step news quiz. should take you about 20 seconds to go through. All of our news is 100% free. Um, I believe information is power and it should be a human right, not kept behind paywalls. Um, so go take the quiz, thedonut.co and reply and let me know what you think to any piece of content we send out, any news we send out. Those all get piped directly to me and I love talking to y'all. So thedonut.co. Donut.co. This was awesome. Of course, man, dude, this is always a great time. <clears throat> always a great time. And we get to watch Peter transform every single episode. That's great. Michael Bay isn't even directing my life. Not directing it, but I just told Peter the future version could be a train wreck. So I was just like, <laughs> no, you said the future version will be a train wreck. Okay, okay. <laughs> Scratch that will be a train wreck. And it's okay. We can watch it. It's just <laughs> real time. In real yeah. time. As long don't, as I get don't look up. Your, as long as yeah. I get your ad revenue. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> All right, Peter. Thank you so much, man. See you, man. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower, every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew, Cruise. 
same. You can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.